Lindy's a good ah, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I also have Lindy, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, but then, then um, they are dead. They're heavy machinery. Mm-hmm. It's like a big, uh, big. Like a caterpillar. Big battery car. Yeah. But they're also yeah. developing a lot of uh, charging infrastructure, which is why they're getting a good little uh, kick right yeah. now. Yeah. EV charging. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel uh, like pharmaceuticals, energy, real estate, those, I mean, obviously things are all. T- you know, going down, but those. But you were know, good maybe I want to. I mean, when I hear you guys talk, I mean, I, I'm. You know, I want to invest more in tech, big tech. And that sounds, sounds. Well, yeah. So, so that, tech now is the time taking to, a beating. No, no. So that means right now. Oh yeah, right now, now. yeah, you're sure for the long run. So would you, you recommend totally... me buying? Should I buy Netflix right now? I mean, that's not big tech. I don't, I don't give tech, any. Yeah. 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 No, it's tech. It's not big tech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. big, big when, tech when is the Google, Facebook. I mean, Netflix just once considered it, but I think Netflix is moving now from being this incredible. Tech disruptor and yeah. being valued oh, as such. See, uh, for me, for me, that's being valued as such. such a big company. It's an entertainment yeah. into company. into now becoming yeah. another streaming service. Probably yeah. the first among equals. Yeah, but another yeah. streaming service, and okay. that's why its ratings exactly. Going to that, that's right. <clears throat> and now the problem is because Netflix. Everyone was always pushing them to raise their prices, and they could have done it. You know, three years ago. Yeah. Now yeah. it's a lot harder. Absolutely. Because there's so much more competition. Got it. And you see, the consumer now is rotating. Like you know, yeah, your yeah, exactly. yeah, like is rotating. So for yeah. me, you know, I'm I'm I've got Showtime right now. I'm paying for Showtime because I want to watch Billions. Yeah. Uh, when I finish Billions, I'm probably cancelling Showtime. Yeah, exactly. And I'll start Hulu. Yeah. Or I'll start Peacock or whatever. Right. Netflix is not part of that rotation. Netflix to me is part of my this life. Solid, but if they put uh, their prices up, constant. there's a chance they move into rotation for, sure. for people. For sure. Got it. Yeah, yeah, very good point. Yeah, you can bounce around. Big tech. So okay, well, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, and the biggest issue Netflix has got for me, but I would say this, big, wouldn't I, is they've got no sport, right? Uh, and if you haven't got sport, it can get difficult. That, okay, oh, up yeah, there. That's, yeah, a, yeah, that's, that's I, why I, Peacock I, or Disney, they have that, right? Yeah. What yeah. are the um, what are the streamings or what were you gonna say? No, oh, no, I'm just you know I'm, I'll continue to buy whatever my friends tell yeah. me to buy. And now and you're saying like I'm gonna keep talking. <laughs> no, I want to buy. We're, 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 we're hey. two yeah. minutes I over, buy, uh, over time. Last part, but oh now, shit! So you you guys gotta wrap no, it up. No, I'm done. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the other the other headwind Netflix faces. Last part of Netflix is is that yeah. Amazon now are fighting them for content. So Amazon might show up in career and buy the rights to Squid Game. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, no way. Right? Of course, you know, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then it becomes, yeah. you know, just who's got the biggest yeah, got balls, right? Yeah, so yeah. I think Netflix bought, I might be wrong here, but I think Netflix bought Squid Game on a royalty basis, which obviously has worked very well for the people who sold Squid Game, not so well for Netflix. Sure. Um, yeah. Right. You know, but next time Amazon might go, well, I'll just buy it outright. I'll give you the, what you need, what you want today, right? And That's it's fascinating. Warfare. So who knows? Let's see what happens. Um, but on that note, I guess we're wrapping up for the evening. This has been a, yeah, I've had a great time. Yeah. So signing off. This signing is Billy off. Ocean. Billy Ocean, uh, this is Gbot. Yeah. Uh, See you next week. And Alfida Sain. Alfida Sain. Tschüss. Tschüss, Gifan. And um, yeah, uh, see you next week. See you next week, people. Have a great week.
Q Labs has found Mutiny Radio in San Francisco and is pleased as punched in the face gently bought by a side drug stop tomper room of a meal on the ground floor of street living jesting pizza missed by the side street and wonkers maddened at the Cornish corner corner of a store front window where the dummies stand and poke at passerbys. But in any eventful ratio of reasoning, you're here. We're here. Aqua Q is here. And here is now a smattering of episodic adventures. Starting with our heroine, known as Freedom, and so help the air be relaxed, air the dairy, and here we go. Iconic ionic neutronic bionic tronic tonic drips light to earth as electro light wave formulas. Formed, for the reuse and purpose leisure to formulate or bisect, trisexualize, in the mind's eye and not a mattering of smatter oig, but just, in form. Wished up, lands of free, or huddled masses of tissue dyes light and shadowy formulas, from me to another, and another to another, stuck on you again, eh? Freedom was her middle name, Miranda thought for herself. The mysteries of her brevities in light circular motions, motioned her antagonistic. Character assignment to the left corner of the middle of space bar collegiate ruled a number punch notebook number 12. She grabbed it up and tried to read into it, but it was blank, ha, jokes on her, she thought to herself. Oh, ha, there you are again. Not yet, was the silence returned. It was an odd bunny who kept asking a silly question in the middle of an unwritten notebook. Yes and that was rewritten as well. Perhaps it was white out, or sticky tape or a typewriter with a dropped letter L or P or O, etc., in the middle grounded wire. So what am I supposed to do? She wrote into the middle of the notebook, as a dog waggled past and barfed near her shoes. Oh, it's that kind of day, is it? She put the notebook into her purse, 
which fit just perfectly as drawn into a parallelogram and changing colors to velvet red, roped, as in that bar where we're not allowed back, or so we'd imagined and never returned, good, bounced the mafia player of the night, who probably was armed, at least with a pair of fives, but enjoyed the dreamery of an inner pocket, inner circle, circular room in motion to pan a bar with fresh dramatized evenings, well that was some over dreamery, again, shh, you're not supposed to ruin it, was the woman standing next to him, password please, yes that did keep popping up, Miranda was flipping through the notebook now randomly and discovering that the world did not make so much sense turned this way around, as she turned her notebook around, maybe this way, flip flip flip, flipping, oh, turned and turned on, she quietly blushed and closed the notebook, maybe earlier, she thought, and by thought I meant said out loud into headspace she used to use to think to herself, and now thinks for anybody in a 25-foot pole vault space above the head stop pressed stop bar minded raised a glass ever or rarely touch anything at all sort of colors watch mind bender bits. Yeah that's the spot, she scratched her ear and looked down where the dog was still barfing. Ooh that's medical. She woofed to herself. The dog stopped and growled a satisfactorily oh I overate again kind of oh those shoes look nice and oh shiny thing in the pink sky today grinny glow. I guess this is my dog. She looked across to find another owner, will you take him? Nods were just around the corner where nobody was actually or totally but actually talking with her through straws in their coffee. Or empty cups they probably were. Does anybody drink anymore? Miranda fantasized that sets were set ups all the time, and glasses of faux champagne were flown in from actual champagne, where they stopped making the stuff but copyrighted the color. Yeah the whole town was in on it, had some sort of flag party, or something, bought an airline, and quietly took over the world for 35 seconds every three and a half weeks, the better part of summer, and a chocolate dipped winter, or so was the idea on buses between drug stops, and an organized pop up whatever they felt like, probably something with signs like a political rally, with a protest and a granola factory outing, with embedded city shut down due to lack of permits, etc., all in a woozy perfect dream sequence by the owing party of whoever they thought you were, eh, Miranda? Oh yes, hello Q. I thought that was you. You've been in your head a lot lately, as usual but in the unusual places making usual again. Your symmetry was mere but a flicker that time Q said, as her left eyelid upper crinkle section flickered again. You should mention it, it happens twice, indeed and thrice, as they glanced at each other again. The two were standings juxtaposed by a vase, like in the picture, shadow and light, you know? Yes I do. Is there anything but dialogue on your mind right now? No, I think. Flowers for the vase and a puppy for my friend here. And well that's on a notebook is blue and three-fourths the size now. I guess it'll wait. What aren't you doing here again, you? Quotients were a kind of divide they would notice from time to time, etc. After a bit, it became kind of like a two by four, wouldn't, you know? Yes. It was odd, in between as well. Parrots are wonkers that trodden donkeys in the street sign on the floor, no. The carrier pigeon. Okay the metal grating, not grating, well anyway, it's just there she pointed to the manhole cover. See? 
Yes it's not as complicated when you point it she pointed away. Her finger was a little out of control, and she pointed back at herself for effect. Oh, that's me, or is it her finger jiggled off and hid under a couch in the middle of the grassy park area, where her notebook sat down for itself and began to write. Oh this is better. Materialization is the cornerstone of modern matter, that which is neither and either and never both, or always sometimes, as the maths go, divided or not, AQ. The couch was a velvet sweetity bluey notebook matching godsend, as leggings were getting extremely lengthy at moments between toes, etc. which one went to the market? The socialist no doubt, oh that was out of turn. Her foot turned, on, and she began to write. And by the time, by the time, try the time, I the rhyme, high sauce, oh. Scratch 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 maybe an airplane. Or like, 100. Po0f that was the better part of handful of pages, with 100 micro airplanes folded and tossed around the couch ground, and her matters crossed her legs, and began to wonder if her legs were then cross. Trained in these matters, was her second smaller notebook and she dug through her now crystal clear and edgy see-through purse, but only found a slice of gum. Fun? She popped it in her mouth, sideways. Like a harmonica. And it made a sound and she bit chomp when stomp butter butter cry baby won the fiddle and loompa had nothing on this gum, float the numbers. The bubble dared not to burst, and by the time she was floating up she forgot how much gum turned her on, and pulled out a pin from her pocket and burst the bubble like a pop shop stop and pink went. Everywhere she wrote neatly with a salt packet on a small patch of grass about an one-eighth of a mile from the barf. Now where's Pooch? Oh he's found girl Pooch. Good for him. I hope he gets supper. See you later Pooch? Woof, was the response, from the group, as it was, it was the usual altogetherness which kept them together. Ryan Ryan. Oh people had begun to find the airplanes. And the couch. It'll get ratty soon, when the rats find out and she packed up a bit. There was a mirror, a piece of string, and several more croutons in the notebook. Now what flavor is this? A bit of cheese fell out of her purse and onto the ground. A rat rolled through the small airport and looked quickly and puffed the cheese into a pouch on the left and sunk into the grass. But the grass, brave little rat, didn't think he'd come out for that. Rats' eyes are glassy filmed as in wire in the nocturnal concrete world, and where did they create? The life of a rat seemed to be unfolding from another section of town, and a rough party that was. Tuft hair, and blotted veins in tiny legs, and a tail. Well, call it a tail. It was actually like a piece of carpet, dripping around corners, and idly being non-mildly wild, and pointed was its non-point to further the ideological notion which was that trash is food. Yeah I'll keep the one, it thought to itself. A little onomatopoeia is all it needed, for itself this mid-afternoon. What was I doing on the grass, anyway? Looking at the girl's feet, oh yes. Toes. Yes I remember. And then the cheese dropped out of thin-lipped sky, indeed. That always happens when I need cheese. God must love rats. At any rate, no less than five on a dime quarter stopped, backed, turned, and kicked back, handled, and delivered to an end zone for cheese. The best kind of trash, like that novel that she was writing. Oh man. So much as a rat to think, it must be the cheese, again.
password. Yes, rats have passwords, Dumasit saw up as it expected not to receive any more cheese, and none happened. Yep, works every time. The rat smiled and sauntered off into that grating she spotted about near 10 minutes ago. That was our connection, yes, plonk, and it was gone down under. Odd. Even so. So what's next? I mean, between facts and leisure, there's not ought to do or time for fondling, you know? I mean where does that lead pipe lead to? Under a siege of something from the sink again, drip the drop of pipe cranky it was too. Well, leave that, oddly ground up as it was, it was used to the chattering. Must be Van Der Waal again, she tapped her pen onto the sink and imagined it speaking down the street to that rat, that had left in not search of more cheese, for another time, etc. The message was queued up. Perhaps the next tap of the pipe, as in turned on or unsettled settlement or place of just argument, would release the watery foul message, or whatever that rat got up to. Hopefully not this pipe. The water fountain was just over there. Its timbre was too in a nod to brief messages of joy, nor sorrow, borrowed, sparrow, fly by tri tie tread bread head gross photo. Backwards messages, or so she turned around to think through it. No, that's not backwards, it's just a stream. Blew the fish again. Stupid drought. This isn't a fab, or was it? She reached into her purse and now pulled out. Well it was a stop sign. Where'd that come from? Over there slightly, as cars came crashing into each other. A whoops, she stuffed it back into her purse and the street stains vanished. Careful next time, officer, wear your seat belt and don't use that leave foot so much. It talks you know. To rats, yes, I know ma'am came the reply. You were in the hospital no I'm not. I'm right here, and here. And here, she tore through pages in her notebook, pointing madly. Yes, and turn here the officer in white pointed at his head and grinned. Wait that's not right, right? It's a draw. Yes. Oh alright. If you must must I? Yes musty oh and muck fluff. We liked the stop sign in the cleanup, nice one with the furry dye so yes, I forgot she hurried a sketch in the book and looked down expecting cheese. Damn. That never works. Dash dash. So it's about this time, where Mrs. Dash is supposed to come in and tell you how much flavor she has for you, but in reality, well, it is quite good in small packets, designed not to be eaten by hospital staff, never served, and searched only by madmen and women who wanted a souvenir, to eat on imaginary tomatoes, and gooey eggs, etc. Plonk. That's your bit, eh? Twelve and a half cents? Where'd you get that? Indian quarter? She looked puzzled. Yeah, it takes two, eh Tango? Strange footlings are under a wet stop muckery again, she took her finger out of her ear. Just radio again, chatter. Character asses were on the line again, or more like in a wave, or on a wave. Or waving, the gerund kind, no that was a repeat. Ding. Dong. Chocolate came to mind. But only as an endorphic rushed pice matter the wish rhyme with wand, and wonder, ponder, alliterized. Okay full stop, that goes back there. Her purse flashed open and everybody stopped. That's cheddar, she smiled, and the pipe winked. It's time to head north, star, on point, for points, or so she thought.
11 by 7, 77, and that's my line. Anyway, it's punch up, and pub sub for the proceeds of a McMuffin, that was a Midwest bit of cow on grass. No rats, no cheese, yet, though partnered on the outside, on a bun, for 59 cents in the 70s, weird combo meal, with a metal toy that was eco-friendly, and ran on sentences from snotty kids' hands. Funny them crib wasn't available, but the apple pie was. Not like the movie, unless you're into that sort of thing, which I am, not, though it made for a sequel, seeked, sequenced, and thus is this. A sequence sequenced just a bit more, and less and like the raven, black but shiny specular and hair just invented for a digital version of the silver screen, emollient emollient and sprockets till we dance Dolby, A. My right is a market in the upper west downward spiral note stock flashcard, flashed a woman in the aisle, enjoy this for later. And her top was off, as she walked out into the middle of the street. Just for today, that's what the book said. F-L-L-L-T-L-L-L-T, it replied. Dash. Aquacube brings forth the tryst next and always for the fly right by writings of fifths of dim sentients and other imular o's in these letters, to be strung like cat got on a violo or hovered above in song about a word that hasn't yet been written, as in Ilmo, and sometimes why? And so here you are again. And we are too. And it's a funny world. When you give time to laugh, or believe that others do. Which of course, is the course. Coursed in vain, like a griddle of sea salt that should probably stay safe in the ocean, or keeps the surface tension just for the rest of the clear water, revival. Yes, look that up the sky blue once and more again, and so forth, until we reach that pie in the middle. Offset, with some craft. Oh yes, the non-repeating digits. You're welcome. Peace and love from sentience sentences in and around and about the love and willing friends of Pond Jeweler Gumuk San Francisco Su 2020. Hindsight. Typed up stereo people, cast as their parts in paper match, signed, by all their friends for a year, booked. Most likely too, was it realized? Or just some glam fam to fill a few pages of OAE glossy muck. The 90s was just short of a perfect 10, when. It was said we could do anything. And we do. And we do again. Oh that's do do. Never mind. Note to special skills, they must not be sold, used exclusively, or abused or disclosed, however these things happen, and so. Always have faith in the speciality that even you may be unaware. The special which is just you. You always have that, and while you have a mirror, or a few, you mustn't look into it for strength, but know what you are from the inside. And more on to flowy owing o. So we have this empty space. And it doesn't need to be filled, unless it can also be emptied. And that does happen, not only like clockwork, but actual clockwork, that works and is liked. Like. Totally. And for the means, there is an end. And the end, while not in sight, is a very good one, visualized on just the back of our eyelids. To the tune of. Well tune in. Ratched up the wave, form it to your liking, to a form of yourself, formed. Friends are. Material witnesses towards the benefit of like kinds, and the understanding of unlike, while not disliked, and also forgiving, on and from behalf of the group. 
Mutiny now brings about a subsection of the known introduction of everything, as a matter in fact, and we find our characters in just a bit, and they'll find each each other, and Coelho leaves on a plan to converse, for a purpose of being well and well known to our listeners, and so turn up the hairs and airs to your ears and give a listen to this now. The answer. From Aquaculabs. Characters B rode gently up the lift. The staircase had been broken and there was a sign. Be brief in the elevator, there's only enough power to get to the floor you're going to. The windows of this building were a sort of bloom, clear, with blue droplets of water clinging to them. Did I say cling? As if it were for dear, life. And dear and loved it was and when you've been isolated in a droplet on the 57th floor, you would be clingy to and probably wondering who would take the stairs to such heights, or even build them that high. Do people like being stacks atop one another? Surely they must. The cup clinked. Coffee was on our character's mind, because he grew to the taste and the effects of walking to and from an inanimate object which returned without question, an object of his desire, to his liking of here early enough to make a pot. And he was and is, here now and the pot had already been made too, was the smell from around to the next cubicle. He poured his cup and moved it around to see. It was a fresh clean cubicle, and a fresh clean sitting woman or a man, doesn't matter at this point in the story, now does it unless you're expecting something out of it, which you shouldn't because this is an office environment and we just came to see about the coffee. Which is delicious. One of them not necessarily known to each other or whether one of them said it before the other or whether that also matters to our listener, or reader depending on one's predilection of eavesdropping on the lives of others. Yes it is was the simultaneous answer from one to the affirmation of the statement from the other, or both, and is no known to be the same thing. It's early and I thought I'd make a cup, and the pot was there, and I was thinking of tea, or was I or you see now I'm thinking of tea perhaps again and I have this coffee, which is still delicious. It's too early in our conversation to carry on this like, isn't it? You said it was early. The two looked at each other and thought to themselves they might well sip the coffee and enjoy some and it was still good. See? Perhaps I can ask what you're doing today, or with your bits of life that are in the here and immediate daylight future for the we in the company which provides this space for us to sip coffee? I'm Dan and I make things over there he pointed. Oh, I was told we didn't have to decide so early, and that I should just get a cup of coffee and see what happens. They haven't paid me yet, you know, I'm an intern. I see the things that need making and make things around and about it to provide heat and energy for the group to carry on productively. I brought lunch today, which is a forward thing to brag about, yeah I have food. Let's think about my gut this early in the morning, but there you have it. Coffee, food, and the idea that I won't need to eat the food, until I run out of ideas. And that's why I made the coffee and we're talking. Dan was trying to decide if he was still clever and stammered at the realization that he'd have to turn on cleverness with no appearance, and so whipped out his phone to check something. He didn't know either, which is why I'm here. What? I said. Well I'm here, what do you know? As in hey what do you know about that she, and now she was quite definitely a she because we needed her pronoun, and I suppose we could have asked. It's quite alright he said to the point of nothing. 
which confused the she who hadn't identified herself by name and as such looked up a bit at the preceding paragraph and tapped her now available pen against the palm of her hand. Is there a whiteboard to diagram? I thought one here would be good. Bubbles on the tops of Dan's coffee cup burbled into each other and clung to the side of the ceramic. Yes he was clever. He wanted to tell her about the water on the window and how the air bubbles in the middle of this mixed up water was driven by the water itself, air and water, air behaving like water and water like air. Fascinating. He felt he was telling her because he was thinking about it and decided this was a point to continue the nonverbal dialogue, which may have saddened her, because she looked down, but into her coffee cup, which explained why. Yes, the bubbles matched the dew on the window. I thought you were going to mention it. Of course I did and that's why we're talking. Would you like to know more? It's all here. And there. And all together you know, as in fashion the cyclical means to travel and like kinds to be recognized and carry packets of data to other like kinds, simul instant like and the like, which is our points and similarities. The pause meant I could continue. The coffee while just and seemingly fluid, is actual and while it has made friends with the water temporarily, it carries 40 chemical messages for us, and the water, while friends with both coffee and ourselves, is doomed to trick us into drinking it, so that it can escape cleanly from the mess and quite it is, it's gotten into. So you're saying coffee had to trick somebody to get what it wanted, and what it wanted was to be inside of us. Quite definite that we wanted to be near it. And likewise a bean must be like that, fiber for the heart but in this case the opposite, so it tricked us from the start, and we are water, so that's probably where that began. In fact, coffee actually loves water, and grows on the sides of mountains to get the runoff, and that is likely because water is not foolish enough to hang around further that water wouldn't enjoy it, and the trickery would become sad for both. So the agreement is to let the water run through and feed it, then get stuffed and ground up and accelerate water once more, as a little JP payback for the health, and that speeds up everything in a water system, including medication and anything which activates, and how does that affect power? Well it must use up the available energy for water travel, and so along with the acid, drains power from the blood. Ever apparent that it is doing the opposite, which is a little joke about what power is as a provider or as a suck, and coffee sucks and we suck it, and we suck at things out of our control, and we control coffee, or so we think, and thinking is what we like, and damn be the foolish red blood cell that's trying to keep the planet alive, eh? Well, that's put and right away isn't it, and my name is Laura. It's nice to know you like my name, I can see the way you typed it lowercase, and Dan is alright, for now. What she wanted to say she did, and listen as we all did, and the water. Well we can see their cups are 65% full, approximately the same, though Dan sipped a bit more because he was standing, and they were both considering both finishing and simultaneously doing away with coffee, however it is so perfect, in its description that we and they can't help but continue to be fooled and enjoy a cup now and again, and again is now, and the two took their sips. What's happening now is the questioning or perhaps excitement or remembrance of the ease of work which coffee allows us to do. Up. Down. Sip. Swallow. Ease. Allowed work in an easy economy which allows us to do so, as in the 1980s, which any like high-rise office environment is very like, 
a throwback to a place to get out from wherever was on ground, and into the 1950s, and higher and higher without taking drugs, except this pot of coffee, which again, is allowed. And we don't like to answer questions, we like to create solutions, as we're not children, and we spend our money and we likely buy coffee for the home, which in its way is portable corporate environment for our living spaces, and metal and glass too, etc. Dan took out a peanut cookie, shaped like a peanut, and offered it upwards towards Laura, who declined politely because she was six feet away and didn't feel like getting up, and as he dipped it in his coffee, she took out her lunch bag and a bag of grapes, and noshed on one. She could tell he was a little jealous of her grapes and offered him some. Not with the coffee. Or a cookie, confirmed his jealousy with a lowered voice and shrunken shoulders. Okay they were already shrunken a bit, but when you notice something for the first time you apply it to what you knew immediately previously. And she was getting frustrated that she didn't have that line and it was unassigned as casual causal thinking on the part of RQ, who was evident now and writing all our bits. You know, of course you do Dan, she got up and sort of said to the sky. That it's 8am and there's nobody else on the floor, and yet we can carry a conversation as in continuity and likeness and etc. And how do you think that is, without another? She peered around and now found potted plant which was four feet high. It was well watered, and odd that it be so in such a high office. Do you choose these plants? She asked out loud to Dan office plants should need this much water, it stand for the structure. Oh, that's a nice looking plant though. I think we inherited it from another floor that was vacating. All that explains that, a failure produced something which should not be, here. And it is nice, which is why they liked it, and I hope this isn't the plant that made them fail. They both grinned up at one, and at the plant. While, and that the plant observed this by sucking up more water. Greedy thing to do at a time like this, and that perhaps was the problem, the soil didn't want the water, the plant didn't really need it, but enjoyed it so much that they kept watering it, which delighted the plant to the point where it wanted to be moved closer to the dew on the freshly washed skyscraper windows, which it believed also was why the water stuck to glass. To feed friendly and lonely plants on this the 57th floor again which the plant overheard and planned to use in light conversation like the ketchup, was the sound of it supping more water as the two looked on. That plant is going places, you wanna help me move it to the window for some sun? And to visit those droplets of water too? Yes, and to keep everybody aware that plants get what they want around here too, and the plant stopped supping water and let off some oxygen for the gentleman and woman to utilize for its own benefit. And it hummed. They trussled it across the floor, leaving a bit of muck behind, and that was like blood to the plant, and so it missed its spot for now, and was deciding to enjoy what it wanted for an even second and was anxious that it would be out of normal conversational circles, and would the waterer find it, and, well so many questions, here comes the sun, right in the spot that it had wanted and been placed, even so carefully as the tilting it had done was just move it towards the light giving it the option to straight back up, and it did, in its genome and while it was still tilted, it was looking up, and the leaves were turning as the stalk was straightening and all felt good, and these are the moments that plants dream of and when a plants dream, we utilize the water that we sucked, into material wealth for the transdisposition of carbon dioxide into oxygen, and etc. Well Laura, 
This is our morning. I'm going to walk over there and post what's on my phone which are the events of before and later to be known and we, the company, are hoping you'll stay, and you can set up anywhere you'd like, and the whiteboards are in a big office across, over, there, he pointed to a big glass room. And you can draw all you'd like, when you like, and the usual whiteboard rules apply. And I'm keen to see what you do draw, and with that I'm off. And the two smiled and the one, then others sipped their coffee and each felt the day had become, as trickery or not, fun was the reasoning they put themselves in situations, and this situation was well and fine. She thought of the water again, and wondered just a bit about how water might be the tricky one to start, and or are humans the tricky ones to employ water as a means of communication. Well Q imagined for her, that men are electric and women are fluid, and the vices and verses of man as machine and mother earth are, well, Man gets water out of the air, and through osmosis and skin is a particular and strange lengthy organ of perhaps string, in theory anyway. Should he tell her about fingerprints? As in the record player, audible to the organ, which plays for the water piped and admired, how else were we to be known, thought the skin, as there is so many ways, but our hands are where it begins and ends, see the print. You're looking now, and I'm not because I know the pattern, and it's in our burrows, and that is your clue for the early morning. Carry on gents, and madam. As is the usual collation of sexes at a cocktail party such as this, and on the Heinz floor, do stop by the plant once more for a conversation or several lifetimes of shredded shedded vibrational velocity for the chloroplasts to saunter in. This is Radio 11 and you have been smattered by the variant legendary as in the boxy thing on the bottom of maps, Aqua. Q. The unlimited everything expires in the past, where free freedom, was dumbed down. For the smartest person in the room, Dumbo. Ears open and one who flew, yet what did? We give him, ridicule and pointless matter of facts. What did he continue to want, but more of the same? Same path, same materials. Same routine that only worked in brief intervals during steps to stones to throws. To bottles wit, and yonkers in the mid-living of Sondermuck. It's pissadilly rust and the rides have been paid for, but aren't enjoyed. Those with a tales told are sitting in idle waiting on. No don't wait, don't walk. Run. To the nearest dearest, etc. And what did you get? Noise and chatter, some goodwills and a prayer, on the wings of. Yet what did you want but the slather of mather goo and the sunduck with her spoon of. Odd chatter mild saucity oh ooh. ooh. And so, the voice of Aqua Q comes to you through ether vaporous cellular fungi with a blend of orange and a slice of moo plus apply core. Friction dew drops by the mist connections on a bus which rides a ghost stop to the ocean, bleached. Aria shell gripped her ear canalas in a call from the salt. Minds of times blissed out summers when good times were having a go. Feet in sand, from sandals, less for the wear of tiny ageless boulders worn down from the slush of wrecked waves on shored up lunatics. Aria began to think to herself, for herself, and to the future and, as she said, all the things, 
She was held up by Grace, on these white sands. She sat with that one thought for quite a while. Hours perhaps. She walked from one edge of the rock to another, along a slight peninsula, leaving a zigzag of toe prints up and down the beach, avoiding the odd bits of glass or trash that was the reality of any shared space these days. With Grace, this was all she required. While she wanted to whiz-bang through the towns and drop in on celebrities' parties, and be a star and get in the movies, well, she still wanted these things, but she had them, in her mind. And with the mind she shared, what would she call it? Cosmolot I think, she thought to herself. The Cosmolot was a place she could create, muse, share, and have sharing bestowed upon her, at a speed which was constant and comfortable, and not too dewy, as in decimal. Decimated, but flowy, with only some pause, to draw in the light, not too bright. Maybe at night, a quiet orange, or glowy aqua blue. She thought of aqua. Where did Q get to at these times of the day? Questions, she thought to herself, not pressing. It was pressing that the flow not drop, not be stampled, or that at least she could get back when she needed a passcode. She needed a passcode for her brain. A hashtag of jubilee, as desired, when required, when requited and for the Julius Caesar orange beverage, which is frothy and waits for only $2.99. Makes sense. Sip. Well. This was grand. As in buttermilk biscuits, she thought this was random but it surely wasn't. She found herself on Grand Street, at a breakfast joint her and Q used to frequent. It hadn't changed, besides new brightly colored chalk on the menu upright outside, with the specials. Q always had the biscuits because he said they reminded him of Dad. Aria always chose something different and light, and this time, she saw just the thing. A slice of quiche and an espresso. A waiter in white came up to her as she sat down at the green iron table and chairs, gently pulling up the local paper to catch the bead of news and plan her day, with perhaps something to do in town. She sipped the espresso when it came, and heard a slight scuffle to her rear. She looked around. Funny. A slightly begotten Q was patting down the dirt from his bent leg, making the English F.U. signal to a passing car that had run through some dry dirt with a loud stereo. He hadn't noticed her yet, and she pulled up the paper and peered around it to see him. Coming at the coffee shop. Hosestly, he turned around, back to the shop, yes, you do need an eduation. In Manra. He scowled at the purple metallic boxy-looking truck that was on its way aways. He turned back. Oh the best is looking at the front page of the paper, and hi Aria. She ruffled the paper down and brightly glared at him, how did you know? I got you those sandals, remember? Oh yes. Well welcome to town, I just got here, would you like your usual? You're welcome to join me, I was just... Beached. Yes. I followed you. I was thinking the same thing on the beach and thought I'd also get a spot of breakfast. What was it, Cosmolot? Why yes. Arya had to quite remember they went to the same telepath training class in Geneva, oh must have been. Twenty years ago today, Bastille. He said. 
Why yes, exactly that. And we promised to meet up at 20, from the time at the class, and we did a lab exercise to program this date, and date, into our subconscious, don't you remember? Of course, I don't, we programmed ourselves to forget about it, but you know I was ever the clever student and worked my way around it. Oh did you? And that's an orange in your purse. Wasn't it supposed to be a grapefruit? An orange is more practical, and besides, you were supposed to be carrying a lily. Yes it was given to me on that side street just now. It appears we're in the right place with the right people. Classy, Aria blunted. That means we're all here. Yes. Now let's just make that phone call we're supposed to make. After breakfast of course, I do believe biscuits between trinkets, is in the dictionary. Yes, and we need to change anyway. And change, he said. That won't still takes times. We can check the check and bounce. Over to Holly's place for the introductions, the gear has already been shipped, so. We shouldn't have any issues with imports. With a perky grin, with past coming to present, and her quiche arriving hot and steaming, she cheers Q with her fork, bottoms up. Absolutely, and we'll narrate this next bit for you after a quick radio spot. Oh yes. The radio. Thank you Aqua. We almost forgot. We're glad you're listening to Mutiny Radio with a special placeholder from the Isle of Man. Aqua Q brings you his collection of astabular formatics as a gusset who's punctuated gently from the tops of creameries on Western women's fronts and jesting though one does for these purposes. We have yet perhaps a final gape for today into the mind of a synaptic happening that may have been near or headlighted on the highways a means for any of eventfulness in this dear city. San Francisco Bodies of electrons move through space, as do bodies of water, and bodies through water, or clay. Panoramic, ingest, sky electrics and earth ground water, pure, but where does the city begin? Trapped up globules of sweat and tears, and sometimes a smattering of gluconic, antibiotic, tronic-tonic juice, wrecks eight or what sidled tires wide in the middle of the street just. It's what is allowed to flow, bowed up and sailing in the radio wind tunnels, mirrored on skyscrapers, passed through glass, gassed, and stead-footed cold plank as astral matter passes through a seam, seemingly into your pocket and down a trouser drain, just to watch a pizza being ordered for a faraway king. So this is, perhaps a city like no other, how could it be, and be just that, at this time, and why and how else could it be in another time, except for yesterday and the of course, course, corseted up tomorrow borrowed with a feather featured on a homing pigeon that lost its way. So many like that, these days, with a note, and no tray for dinner. Speck. But you may wonder, about stories from east to west, around tunnels, and blocked out traffic stops, a woman wonders to give your heart away for the good of somebody, herself, perhaps she hopes, to get to the west end. So many of these, past passwords through thin veils of imagined signs and lights and recurring Don Onwood signs, for some reason. They were cheap to make. So here we are, on demand, cable, for the watcher and the listener, and modifier, and the pop-ins, 
Mr. Umbrella and carriage returned not with a pumpkin sauce in a glass slipper, again. It was a funny evening. So walk we did, whose was that? A set of eyes for the evening, and simulateness tryouts, dreams that are neither for or from the recorder, player, seller, better, for worse in fact. So strange that all the body parts came together in that packaged dreamery, some skill there, with further recording for actions to carry on. It was a funny day. So for example take tab A and slot B and a box and a circle and mush them together with a happy meal for 69 cents and you'll get the picture, in stereoscope, with a neither again, sent packaged up like cheese, rubber stamped and taped or was it string, or was it a ball and cotter, not a jotter fodder way? Perhaps. And so the hills are eye lines, and the feet escalators with stairs and dips and follows. Who agreed to yesterday, and did it work again today? Likening that to a whatever did that really happen kind of moment, one could believe anything for one moment for an entire escape, escaped, like the upper left key that we jab and hammer at like a first and last option. And so upright, we find the safest craze of all, the funnest power draw, the elements together for some such or another, as in a game of Final Jeopardy, when you know damned well it'll be on again tomorrow, with the same guests, betting the same money for a word score, or however that's well played, I didn't spend the time to take the notices. Down. So we are lucky in fact, to have played a mighty play, and not finished it, as even Doom can play on a pregnancy test these days, funny compute that baby. To be absolute and serious, in such phastasmical ordering, that people just open up walls and let electrics run up and down their bodies, just to warble a bit, until the locks turn, of course, simplex has nothing but a 45-minute waiting barrel-aged oak stop. So play the numbers, wow who would even bet the lottery in this city, it's oddly even enough to pull several dollars out the coat pocket, and trot it across a glass table, to reflect on the poor choices which bring you to spend thrift into a city program that neither does good for schools for kids you despise or don't know in any account. But the sign lights up nice across the bay view and light brights are kind of a thing for anybody traveling well, sorts. So yes. I miss outside like a I miss inside now, and before, and later, and after, again too, and of course it daint end, it only just pauses, if even that, like a remote, controlled, now who left the batteries at the store again, you might say? Word plays aisles of pews in churches, or so I would imagine, like a book followed along with a finger, or was it a nose, or an eyeglass? Well I have to digress there. The wood pulpits are a little too narrow for this wild eye. They seem to dress nice. Which I appreciate. I would love to touch on faith, but the jokes still linger and I can't seem to get past past pastor tenses, even and oddly an odding of Nottingham ne'er, again that word, did place not, except that priest house where the children gathered to talk about it, over a glass of not wine, again. That was a funny day, not too. So the mystics are likely at it again, just to question your questioning, just to be, imagined, and to imagine you doing what they want, it's all in good figures and speech, spoken softly at an angle so you just might get it, before you pass it by, or not, if you use your stupid voice. 
trapped up in a mirror on the floor was she, so sorry for your avatar, I couldn't help but draw. Hope you got out, else best not dream of a water droplet disturbing your endeavor to see around a corner, just, fluid as it may be, relieved, as I remember. Much much more to relax and share and just be around, which is nice, which is kind of now too, although be it not of idealist realistic happiness, which we evidently didn't want anyway, funny, I thought we did, but I think we want it again, fluid and electrics. And Grease, like the play or made-for-TV movie, where the odd duck get the girl is as so many of those types of films. Receipt for the reciprocal is not required, to ride, nor is height, unless that's where you're looking, they might be giants would be a good cue up and so it will be, after a brevity in pause. Dot dot well that turned a sour apple patch off right ways. Oh well. So anyway, and that is justly brief to choose just any way, but even to follow, unless you'd like, but symmetry is kind, in kind, and of the, etc. Oh you know. How. That. Goes. So adlibs are your chosen adventure, open to page 23, for your golden age, radio, ratio, egg drop pot soup chicken and hen and the road less traveled, for a timer which soft boils, toils, brings gizzards ready or was that meatloaf, again, oh the horrors. Is it Saturday already? The brief on Halloween will likely be. Well. Um. Oh. Um. Well it'll be a cup of tea balanced on a salt shaker, which in turn, is burrowed inside of a hat tucked under a mother's arm, or perhaps her man, or one in the same, from left side right up, it's a makeup world. Candied waiting rooms flicker the sky to look for it, and lose a sack of sweets once more, down a hatch, eat, or was that soap again, nailed it, the gobbled streets or, well, we'll just wait and see. 42 lines and so much said already, it's this time where we hit the pub, sub, send, spread, spectrum, drummed up and rolled in a machine meant for the latter kind, kind of, on a tray of Coca-Cola no less, stashed and with a box of chocolates and champagne, in excess some time ago. It's this time, that we say hello again, and chill up. It's the notes between X and Y. I think it's Zentative from Odex, or was it just a knock on wood, blong. Cat hair on end for that one, not a meow in this latter stage of the state of the orchestral hands, but tune in the bass, and go catch a fish. Good night. Rye bread has fennel and that's alright too. The proceeding was a matter of fact gesturing of oozy ozular looks spotted old and howled at the moon which is evidently still shining, if only to steal thunder from kittens from the nodder side of the world, hello again, and try reading that right side down, peace. Proceeding this is a just cause to look around and warble at the facts and treasures at your disposal, and that is, the book, A Wizard's Pocket? Now justly available on the divisiveness of technology which has made a made not clean up billions like a stocking market, and up as in sandwiches provided for the reader if purchased on Amazon.com, justly named for a place to destroy as in the world, or more really because it was a common word not used in the Doncom nomenclature to that date, and as generic names were. Well in any event, the event of fullness of then and thus and readers should note, that rats don't eat paper. 
neither the characters on a digital dot, an unlimited thus is your time with me, if you find it now, and purchase a one and a lemon, again, a wizard's pocket by Nwa, AquaQ, from the AquaQ Labs as a produced work of infinitality and providing for the adjustment of our minds and the spacings we desire. The book. Beginning. Middle. And end. QC3W with love. excited at the beginning of the show this is a two-hour show so we start off our show fresh if you want to subscribe to our podcast you can by using our acronym it's l w a f l m o y t we have a fantastic youtube channel that carl uh moderates i guess or tolerates and uh, we watch a full-length movie on youtube and we do this every week we stream first on meetmeradio.fm we're on it right now every sunday at 2 p.m pacific standard time Five o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Hawaii. What is it, Mountain? It's 11 a.m. Hawaii time, 2 p.m. Los Angeles time, 5 p.m. Jersey City time. Wait a minute. You don't call it San Francisco time anymore, you snub. You're L.A. now. I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, well, the station does broadcast from L.A. and uh, from right. uh, San, San Francisco. Francisco, yes. Yes. Listen, people call it Frisco. Just do it. Bite the bullet. Be do something new. Call it Frisco. Oh yes. Well, you know, back in my hometown of San Fran. Mm. Ooh. Oh, uh. the gay area. How dare you call it? Just call it Frisco. Frisco. People call it Frisco. There's no no shame in the game. San Fran is a shameful thing, but you know, people Janice learn. Joplin called it Frisco. Uh huh. Hippies call it Frisco. Yeah. William yeah. S. Burroughs called it Frisco. Yeah, he shot his wife. 
Oh, but that doesn't mean you. Okay, never mind. So it's a rich history of the Bay Area. MutinyRadio.fm is part of it. You can go to MutinyRadio.fm, hit the donation button, send some money. You can send it through Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Helps the station out a lot. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We want you to listen to the show as audio while watching the video on YouTube at the same time for a multimedia extravaganza. Oh, it's titillating. Multimedia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, Carl, what is the movie today? Today we are watching <clears throat> Finders Keepers, 1984. Finders Keepers, 1984. I don't need to spell that for you. And the channel we like is a little weird. It looks like 4YPMOE, but it's not a 4. It's like a Greek symbol or a Russian symbol or a Eastern. It looks like a foreign print of the movie, but it is actually in English. So don't don't fret. Mm-hmm. They were able to, to post it. So go ahead, find the Greek Russian letters. It's the only one that has Wait a second. Keep- I'm mistaken. The channel's called PYCTAM. PYCTAM. Sorry about that. Oh, I think that's the same one I have. All right, well, sounds good. So here's the trick. We want you to go into your YouTube, and don't worry, take your time. We're going to have a fantastic segment right before the movie. So chill out, all right? But the movie's called Finders Keepers, 1984. You're going to find a foreign link. That is, of course, you are a cis white male like us in, in America. It looks pretty foreign to us. It is Greek or Russian. It's Y-A-P-B-Y. Anyway, click the link. It's the, the only one is full name. Hit pause. Move your timer to zero, zero, zero. And when we say go, uh, go ahead and hit the go button. So take your time. We're really excited. The person who's going to say go is a celebrity comedian as mm-hmm. part of our weekly celebrity comedian countdown with Carl. And this is a great segment that Carl produces. He talks to one of the many great comics out here uh, in the Bay Area and uh, in Los Angeles in New Jersey. Uh, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Ryan Lodge. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I say Ryan Lodge, but that's not how you appear on Facebook. You're Ryan Patrick on Facebook. I mean, could you get any more Irish? What's up there? How can you find a different name? I know. You can't trust somebody with two first names, right? Um, so I, I guess, uh, yeah, my real name is Ryan Lodge, but my... Uh, I guess my stage name is Ryan Patrick, honestly, because uh, my wife is a teacher. And uh, not that I do any kind of crazy material that would, you know, be deemed offensive or, you know, rated NC-17. But just in case, I always do my uh, my first and my middle name. Oh, so. your middle name is Patrick. So that's how you arrived at that. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried to think. I was like, should I get something cool? But I couldn't think of anything cool. And then if it's like too forced, then it doesn't, it, it would just look weird. And then do I go just by Ryan? And I'm like, ah, I don't think I can pull that off. Like, right. So I just did the first and middle name. So when people bring you up, you are Ryan Patrick. For the most part, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's still a couple people. And this is somewhat recent um that i've kind of started going by ryan patrick i guess uh it's somewhat recent so i will get you know ryan lodge here and there but to be honest i don't i don't really i don't really care as long as my stuff you know that's in writing on the internet is ryan patrick i'm fine with it 
that makes sense. And you don't know what people will get um, offended by or have a complaint about, you know, or exactly. mention, yeah, because, you know, so you are down in like South Jersey, you do a lot of Philly stuff. How long have you been doing comedy and you've, have you been ba basically based out of there the whole time? Uh, no. So actually I grew up in South Jersey. I grew up right outside of, uh, like Cherry Hill, uh, way down South. And I live up in, uh, like right North of Morristown, kind of close to Wayne. And so I live in North Jersey and I've done comedy for, I feel like it's been on and off forever. I remember I started, uh, well, I try keyword is tried. I tried comedy for the first time when I was in college and I bombed in like front of maybe 150 people. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. And it was seven minutes of silence and I went in like feeling so confident feeling good. And it was a brutal bomb. So I stopped stand up, but I shifted over to improv and I did about three years of improv in Philadelphia. Then I moved up North um, with my girlfriend, now wife at the time. And I found, uh, there's a theater called Rhino Theater in Suffern and did improv there for about, I think it was like two years. And eventually I just got the stand up bug. And I'm like, I gotta do it. And ever since then, it's been a hundred percent stand up. Uh, I love it. It's like a beautiful, What's the word? It's a beautiful struggle, I guess you could say, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, I know you do comedy at Rhino. I know that you're the host there on Thursdays very often for their mics. There's two mics there. So what, it was a natural transition from improv to comedy there, or did you go away and come back again? No, it was funny. Like, while I was doing improv, um, the woman that owns the theater, Maria, she... Yeah. Uh, she she gave me a chance and she's like oh you should try hosting the open mics for stand-up and i'm like oh i don't know if i can do that and like i was freaking out and i'm like okay fine i'll try it and i tried it and it was a lot of fun and the people are so freaking awesome like all the comedians like i, I think a lot of people out that that aren't uh, actively doing comedy or have always thought about doing comedy I don't think they realize how awesome of a community it is and how friendly everybody is it's it's awesome it's it's so cool so once I started doing um hosting open mics that's when I got the bug and I just really wanted to get more and more involved with stand-up and started just doing open mics and just kind of really dove into it so if anybody is thinking about it uh definitely do it nobody is intimidating they might people might look intimidating but comedians are awesome people now you've also got it going on on youtube you're working on this pilot it's called new joke city now i know you're not old enough to remember new jack city that's <laughs> where that title comes from you, what richie dugan and dc are with you there tell me about this pilot yeah so it's called uh, New Joke City, and what the idea behind it is, uh, Richie Dugan ended up having this idea. He wanted to interview comics, and he also wanted to kind of show uh, the contrasting of material on the street and in an actual club. So they, I got super lucky. They 
wanted me to host the the show and i said of course it's such a great idea and this other guy dc in the city he's in video production super super professional and he takes these ideas and makes them a reality so uh richie and dc they work together and for the past uh what is october i'd say like three four months um we've interviewed almost 10 comedians just in the streets of new york city whether it was in the bronx washington square park uh union square park and then we'll actually do a five minute set in public uh in front of random people yeah so that's been so interesting you see so many different characters and it's great to just see the city just what's the word i'm looking for raw is that a good way to put it yeah raw and then turn on the camera and whatever happens (laughs) happens. you're doing street comedy yeah yeah and then magic it's 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 really cool and then at the end of the series um like after every five six comedians we interview uh they they put on a show like an actual uh like an actual show with all those comedians featuring and you get to see i guess the difference between that material working on the street the same exact material working on stage in a club and the difference is unbelievable yeah i'm sure there's a contrast there now dc is dave carey is he from dc no 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 he's uh he's from central jersey Uh but uh but yeah we started working together uh during the pandemic actually um through zoom comedy so yeah crazy how it just kind of all worked out like that yeah zoom it's a new world and i don't think it's going away quick i think it eventually will go away but it'll be years now that we all know about it you know yeah oh my gosh yeah yeah so listen ryan how can people find you out there on the internet on social media what's your tags and and uh, on the twitter grams and the snapple chats Oh, man. Well, let's see. I, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Ryan <laughs> as Ryan Patrick. Ryan. Um, I think on Instagram, my name is Ryan Patrick Comic. Very uh, original. Um, and I'm not really on Twitter that much. I just feel like during the day, I, I don't know. Some people tweet all throughout the day. I kind of wish I had that time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm mainly just on Instagram and Facebook and then um, and then YouTube. YouTube will have New Joke City come out. Uh, I think it's around November we'll have everything out and about. And yeah, it'll be uh it'll be fun. So yeah, YouTube, Instagram, and uh, Facebook. So this should be airing in November. So people go out there and look for New Joke City. I think this is the uh, if you want to be entertained, I mean, you know, with the street comedy and everything, I think this is the one to check out. So, oh, yeah. Okay, now everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us in the studio. We're all going to press play at the exact same time. So, Ryan, why don't you take it away and give us that celebrity comedian countdown? Okay, ready? I've been practicing, so <clears throat> hopefully this is good. All right, ready? Three, two, one, go. That was awesome. That was a great comedian, uh, celebrity comedian countdown, Carl. I, I thought so. Yeah. And we're going to start off with a unicorn. It's a CBS theatrical film, which I think Young Doctors in Love, uh, directed by Gary Marshall, was the first one. And then they had a big, like, drama hit. And then they had movies like this. Yeah. 
That's right. This was a serious movie. It was a Hollywood movie. It was seven million dollar budget, and they made over one million. So it was a good flop. So it was a seven million dollar budget. Yeah, and they made back one point something. Yeah. Is it because their title credit looks like Close Encounters of the Third Kind of TV show? <laughs> that's just the that's just the eighties for you. No, maybe it's Michael O'Keefe, the the one no one remembers from Caddyshack. That is right. He is the guy you know from Caddyshack, and he oh, got that nice him. Irish girl pregnant. Isn't he married to, uh, or was married to, a country star? Bonnie Raitt, of all people. I'll be oh. right back. I just have to let the dogs in because, unfortunately, Mutiny Radio Studio will not open the door for me. Hold on. I know that's a terror. Well, we are setting up here in a mansion, a nice little airless movie. This is directed by Richard Lester. Who, of course, made those delightful Beatle movies and those less delightful Superman sequels. But he has a very deft touch. Not the next a good movie. I like that movie. Saw that. I like his Beatles movies. Help is funny. So this is kind of like a uh, parading down Broadway movie, as the jokes will be <laughs> parading down Broadway. Carl, don't you think the jokes will be Pamela St- Stevenson? And what we're seeing right now is a sort of break-in, but the truth is it's the daughter and a lover, and they know right where the safe is, and they know the codes, and they're going to sure. take a bunch of money. As a matter of fact, it'll be $5 million. and that's $5 million in 1984 dollars. So, you know, right. it's pretty pretend money because it's a script any old way, so it's worth zero real dollars. They're going to heist it right now. Look, she's got to hold the bag. She would make a lousy deal or no deal uh, spokeswoman. <laughs> the joke that happened here is she was like ready to, oh, my lover, and kiss him and have a passionate moment. And he's like, come on, come on, open the safe. Uh, she's still trying to seduce him? It, seduce is not the word. They're already together. She's trying to be romantic, and he's just not interested. And you're right. This is Pamela Stevenson. Um she, Sorry, I had to hear what music was playing. There they go in their already rich person's car, but they're stealing $5 million. Ooh, um, is that Jim Carrey? No, Jim Carrey will show up, though. But well, his don't, name showed up. It's in the credits. Yeah. Don't get excited for him. It's his second film ever, and he has a... It isn't a bit part, but it kind of is. You'll see. He does okay, but you don't know he's a talented person. He just does his job, which is to, his character is like a dummy. So he just acts like, what, what was his first movie? Oh, so, um, his all, all in good taste. 1983 was his first movie. Now, Ooh, I, I wouldn't, yeah. You think that's one of those sketch comedy show movies? I, yeah. That, that's the thing. I, I did not research Jim Carrey. We all know who he is and, so much about him. So I didn't look it up. We so didn't I don't know what kind of film it deal. was or his history. You know, the elevator pitch, they, that's how they got the music. They were in the elevator and they heard the music and they said, perfect. Okay, <laughs> the only thing I looked up for Jim Carrey was what was he doing exactly at the second this film was made? What he was doing. Hey, there's Mr. Sandwich. This is Oakland. I guess this is the Greyhound or the... Uh, 
okay, this is pretending to be Oakland, California, but the truth okay. is it's Alberta, Canada. Interesting, because I've been to the train station in Oakland, and uh, I can't place it. Well, I was going to bring that up to you because we're going to see the train station um, and its sign and everything. And and you, you're going to probably laugh because it's certainly not Oakland, California. Well, it's a famous station. It's where Jack London Square uh, is, and they have mm -hmm. a, a long uh, street perpendicular to the pier. And there's a, tr you know, a train uh, tracks on that street. And long gotcha. But there's there's an Amtrak nearby there. Like if you're in San Francisco and you're like, oh, I am cosmopolitan. I would like to take an Amtrak from San Francisco. <laughs> you would go on a bus and the bus would take you to Oakland. Mm -hmm. And from Oakland, that's the same with Greyhound. Uh, the Greyhound will take you to uh, the start of the, the bus line in Oakland. No, I think it stops off there. But I, I've taken the Amtrak. I, you know, the train, you had to go take a bus over there. Mm -hmm. But it's fun. It's a beautiful spot. So he's managing a roller derby crew? Yeah. Okay, so we're meeting Michael O'Keefe here. His name is Michael Rangeloff. And what he is is like uh, a sort of, he's not really a con man or something. He's just going from odd job to odd job, trying to scam people and do stuff. And currently, yeah, he's the coach of a rollerball team. You know, and he like get, uh sorry, roller. No, Rollerball, that, that game must have existed back in 84. Well, the movie was out. Everyone knew Rollerball, right? Yeah, there was two movies. There's a remake. Uh, yeah, there was, yeah. Yeah. So this is in between remake, uh, in between movies, Rollerball. I really enjoyed the first one. I thought it was really good. And it had Sonny from Godfather in it. <laughs> yeah, right. It had a lot of solar uh, Rollerballs. I don't like Solar ball Babies. No, uh, oh, have you ever seen all the marbles? Wasn't that a, no? It was a wrestling movie with Peter Falk. No, I didn't. Do you recommend it for my DVD? No, Drew Drew Barrymore is in a good movie called Whip It. I would recommend that, and that's with uh, Andrew. Uh, okay, Wilson. Whip It. Drew. Andrew Wilson from Church Ball is in Whip It, and it's about. Oh. Drew Barrymore joining a roller boogie, a roller disco derby. Okay, team. I'll check it out. And there if you see, a... uh, look at that, comedic, entering Oakland. So is this really Oakland? No, it's Alberta, Canada. Look at that tower there. You ever see that in Oakland? No, i never seen that pointy tower. <laughs> <laughs> never seen a house like that. Okay, oh, no, here so is like now it's a crime scene, and so the cops will be there and the FBI will come in. <clears throat> Look, I gotta try to get this dog in again. I'm sorry. There you go. Now this is not California. No, this is North Carolina, right? Then they they announced where the house was. Oh, look at this the same actor that's playing the He's he's late for Felix and Oscar's poker game. You don't think that cop is like an has been in everything? I think so. Oh no, I got an ad. Jeepers Creepers. No, I didn't get an ad. It's just the same movie. It just switched. We're at a church. Maybe it's an ad for Jesus Christ. Hey, okay, movie I'm patrons. Back. They're both inside now. 
My wife's in Florida. My kid is sleeping. Everything's cool. Oh, you got the dogs in? You yeah, did, right? Dogs are in. The dogs in. And then uh, your your kids are quote unquote sleeping, and uh, your wife is quote unquote at a, at a business meeting. No, she's in Florida because there was a passing, and two of the kids are at college. It's just the one boy upstairs sleeping. And stop making me a quote unquote guy. <laughs> oh, hey, look, it's Jim Carrey. So he's on the run from the rollerball team. Meanwhile, they're investigating that robbery, okay? And these two things will come together and marry each other on a train. Okay, that makes no sense. So an Oakland uh, roller derby uh, embezzler and uh, con men stealing money from their... Okay, they're going to meet on a train. I got you. Why don't you say that sooner? Yeah. Well, I was letting the movie do the talking. You know, this is Anne Rand's least favorite train movie, followed by Atlas Struggle, <laughs> part one, two, and three. So now, you know, he's he's got a moment of reprise, and it's going to turn into a situation in which he's basically sleeping with a woman in the bath upstairs. That's how slick he is. That's Brian Dennehy, right? That is Michael O'Keefe. No, not Michael O'Keefe, the guy in the blue suit. Uh-oh. I don't know what minute you're at. Uh, I'll pause it. That's the only way I can do it. No, I'm at 210. Two minutes and oh. 10 seconds? Yeah, wait, why is that like that? Mike, I'm going to have to kill you. We're going to have to start the episode over. Oh, no. You know what? It, it switched. It switched to Jim Carrey. Yeah, we got to do this another time. All right, I'm stopping. The, I'm pausing. Oh, right. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay, we are back in sync at 1036. <laughs> yep. Oh, is this a uh, oh, move over Knives Out, right? Didn't Knives Out try to be as funny as this movie? I don't know Knives Out. This guy was in, um, he played a sitcom where him and his wife switched places, right? Um, the guy on the left, the, the police officer is John Shook. John Shook, yeah. Star Trek connection, and the guy on the right was on the Bob Newhart show. What was his Star Trek connection? Um, he was in. Uh, he was a Klingon in. Oh, brother. Here it is. He was the Klingon ambassador in The Voyage Home, which was the fourth episode with the whales. And then he was back as the same guy in Star Trek V. He also was in Deep Space Nine once and Voyager once. Wow. And that show Star Trek F Enterprise, which was probably Scott Bakula's vehicle. Yeah, at a certain point, I got lost, I think. We just watched her give him a blowjob, right, underneath the bathtub? Yeah, that's right. That's how slick he is. He's got his way into this woman's bed. But she was willing to do it. Now, he was at the scene of the crime. He had bumbled like an idiot. So now he's coming home to, you know, get on new clothes. And of course, he will discover 
his wife in bed with another man. Oh, I'm right. sorry. Bad it's enough. a very wet bed. Eating, it's a eating water bed. Buns. Now, this movie is takes place in 1973, even though it's an 84 film, because it's Vietnam era. And they're on a waterbed. Waterbeds were very popular in the 70s. Oh, yeah, sure. They're so hard. Like, I don't know what to do when they get soft. I mean, is there something I need to add? If your waterbed is soft, you probably need to put it in the freezer okay. or lower the air conditioning in your room to sub-zero. Yeah, you need it to. It, it's a freezing process. You know, I like to get the millennial uh, waterbed that comes in a box. And you open it up, and it opens up. And you just the entire waterbed mattress in a box. It's incredible. And you sync it to your phone, and you sync it to your phone. <laughs> oh, oh, look! Caught. You can't hold the breath. Caught. Caught. Look at that chest. That's a classic eighty seventies chest. Just nondescript. Oh, it's a cop. They're doing this dumb ploy that he's the plumber's son, and okay, I think it's all fixed. There's spider webs in this bathroom. Really? Yeah. yeah. Look, like behind them. Oh, those are spider plants. <laughs> well, uh, it's so funny. It's a gun up his butt. <laughs> We've all been there, am I right? <laughs> oh my god, that's the least favorite part of these hot tubs. Hot bath. Hello. Oh, look at that Yakuza tattoo on the back of his, uh, on his back. Giant dragon. Kwai Chow Chang. Really holding up that uh, police car. He was a Sholin. Right. He was nice enough to hold up that police car for them. So is this still Michael O'Keefe? Yeah. We're getting backstory like, you know a man named Century? You know, we're like learning about you came from a foster home. Like we're learning backstory. Oh, good, yeah. Because once we're on the train, it's all all systems go. <laughs> well, Century, the guy they're referring to—that's a person's name, Century. He will show up later, so they're setting us up for that. Oh, Century worked at the foster home. Yeah. Well, he was also a member of the foster home, but he had like. 12 years on this on Michael O'Keefe. So he was like a mentor kind of guy in like yeah. being a con man. And now we're seeing a flashback of it at the orphanage. Are you okay, Michael O'Keefe? Michael Let me pick you up. And I might happen to be Louis Gossett Jr. Great. Wow. Would you take a picture of us? Yeah. So he, they're both in the foster home and he picked them up. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you mean, picked them up. Well, he got them out of trouble and lifted them in his yeah. arms. Yeah. <laughs> he like, like he picked them up. With his arms. You're so literal. Uh-oh. Oh, hiding from uh -oh. the roller. Roller derbyist. Yeah. Six o'clock. Crash! Oh my goodness! Maybe uh, our hero will take advantage of this to run away, as if the back door of a cop car would be unlocked. It might in 1984. They don't really know. It's Reagan's America. 73, 73. It was Nixon's America. 
Oh, Cemetery, right, right. And in Oakland. Boy, you know, you got all those. Now, they've got the money that they stole in a hearse, and this is their cover, okay? Oh, it's uh, in the hearse. The $5 million. Guy and the, uh, $5 million is in the hearse. Driver guy and grieving widow. That's a perfect scam. Oh, it's going to work. It reminds me of Sting, because what a great Sting. <laughs> Last episode was, no, when was that? Yeah, it was a couple episodes. Brimstone and Treacle. That was last month, I guess. Yeah. Just listen to it. Army-Navy store. But it's a hippie in the Army-Navy store. So he's got a watch that's worth money, so he wants to hawk it for clothes. Meanwhile, here we are at Oakland train station, and clearly from yeah, all the like, years in Oakland, you can see that it's Oakland train station. It has to be real Oakland, right? Why would they they actually bought a train a uh, sign? Yeah, they bought a sign that says Oakland. <laughs> this uh, is Alberta, Canada. This is Alberta, Canada. It's um, Leith. So he got clothes, but it's Army Navy store, so all he has all they have are uniforms. Right, so he's going to even wear the McDonald's hat. He is stealing some valor. So I won't list them all, but there's a bunch of cities in the province of Alberta. That's where this is shot. And it was the second one for this director because he had just finished Superman 3 in Alberta. Superman 3, hot off the heels, 1983. Mm -hmm. Dick Lester was our director. Lois, this food is delicious. Clark, you're eating dog food. <laughs> yeah, there it is, Oakland. It says Oakland. So so it must be true. Is it Amtrak or is it like Am... I can't see with the pixels. It's called Amrail. So they don't even have like... Well, right, because there's not a monopoly. There's the but there's the uh, Harry Krishnas on the train station. Yes. That's right. And this yeah. he's trying to sell him a book about George Harrison. It'll change your life. Interesting. Is there a callback? They introduced the novel of George Harrison in the first act. No. Now, he's a pretend military guy, and he just walked into Oakland with her. There's a lot of military guys. Look, they're even playing dice. There was Port of Oakland. There was a naval base, right, or army base. I, did, uh, I was down there and saw the theater there. It was beautiful. You know, like the Presidio, the military was there until the 80s, basically. Uh -huh. Maybe Mark Harmon's movie, The Presidio, and then... MPs are coming. Everybody clear out of here. Look at this comedy. Just parades down Broad Street. Now, remember, he's a civilian in a... In a... Right. Stolen Valor. Now, look, you see the flag? He left it. But he didn't leave it. It's not his. It's those other guys who ran away. So the MPs are like, this your flag? And he goes, yeah. So he goes and gets it. And the MPs think that something's wrong. Something's wrong. So they want to follow him to check him out. Right. Well, maybe it's because he's wearing uh, a McDonald's hat. Even to him from the Army-Navy hippie. The Army-Navy hippie gave him a uniform. So he quickly sees a coffin. So he says to the guy, stop! And he goes, there's five bucks in it for you if you stop. So the guy stops. 
and he drapes the flag he coincidentally found in the bathroom on the coffin. And they're like, oh, this guy's escorting a, you know, fallen hero. You know, like they just, he gets away. It, this is actually funny because he doesn't know military. So he's going, you know, when he's doing the salutes and stuff. That's his so why why is Dennis Weaver and uh, what's her name like not just going up to the guy and be like give me my coffin? Because there's five million dollars in it and they got a scam going on. Everything's got to be quiet, you know. You can't go and make a big scene. This is my coffin, you know. Telephones, Bay Area hotels. You sure this is not Oakland? I'm I'm. You it tell says, me you live there. Bay Area hotels. They're not. Doesn't look like Canadian phone booths. <laughs> pre-pandemic you could use a phone uh pay phone now the guy on the left you don't recognize him because he's usually bald in movies but he he doesn't do a good job in this movie but he's been in a million things right uh let's see more than 200 films and tv episodes career of 40 years I can't say one thing in here you'd go, oh, that guy, because he's always the thug, the character actor. Like, okay, he was in The Longest Yard, but I'm sure he was just one of the football dudes. He was in The French Connection, too. I'm sure he was one of the cops or one of the mobsters, you know? Right. He was in Wagons East. Amrail. Right. Silver. Now, the Silver Streak in 1976. Right which was before this, was called Am Road. And the internet thinks they were trying to not, you know. Well, they can't I, say, you know, it's strange. I, I'm pretty sure it was the only train company in town in the 80s, you know. They saw the Monopoly. What? Amway? Well, <laughs> uh, uh, not Amway, yeah. The, the rails. Amway. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, listen, it's not a pyramid scheme. That's yesteryear. Amway is... No, it's not Amway. Amtrak. American I am track. Yeah. It's for, for American Tractor. Oh. Tractor. Oh. You learned something new that you already knew every day. Yeah, see? <laughs> and D.C. stands for District of Columbia. Oh. Ooh, I, oh. I just learned that again. Something I already know. <laughs> So is he hanging out with the conductor? Yeah, and the joke is like, you know, he's like, I'm escorting this dead, my dead friend or this fallen hero. But the joke is that like he's the world's oldest train conductor, and 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 you know, the president made him a promise that he could. And he's saying like, well, I can tell you all the presidents if you go back. And he gets the presidents' names wrong. It's it's not very funny, but it's the shtick he does throughout the film. All right. Oh, so he's a regular. Yeah, he will be a player. We're in Act 2 now, and we're meeting our B characters that will support his plot. His, you know. Did, did you like this movie? Was this a romp that you embraced? No. This movie, no. It. I'm trying to... No. Let's, Let's talk about our favorite train movies, right? You mentioned Silver Street. No, but this isn't a really a train movie. A bunch no. of it takes place on a train, but that's not where it starts or ends. Oh, the interesting. Whole three will be off the train. Oh, all right. Well, I take that back. The answer <laughs> was Snowpiercer. 
<laughs> no piercer is a weird concept. Is that the one where it's like a a totalitarian train? Yeah, it was just like French comic, and uh, it kind of had the movie ending, and then it continued. And I think the illustrator passed away, but it had a very bleak resolution. And then another artist took it over and came up with a conclusion and then came up with a prequel that explains uh -huh. how the world came to be what it was. Yeah, I'd like to know that because it's the dumbest thing. How can the world all of a sudden have to be on a train that never stops? Well, eco-terrorists are fucking with the uh, climate control and they're going to try to obliviate the, uh, the world for so nature can resume is a radical disposition. Meanwhile, this kind of Bill Gates character uh, creates a train and he gives out golden tickets. But by the time he gets to all the cities, it's just a mob of people trying to get on these trains. Uh -huh. There he had the rich people on there. And then all the poor people just kind of shove themselves in the back. And then the train goes off. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, Beverly D'Angelo. We like her. She is maybe something nice about this film, but it's just not good enough to make it to save the film. But she's the best character in it. Right. Here we have a joke. It's the guy, you know, the woman in the bathtub with the chief of police, you know, and it's like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, right. I couldn't believe it, he said. There she is. She's going to speak to him finally. Reno. You sure it's not Bay Area? Because Reno's close to Oakland. Yeah, train. the train is now in Reno, and we are in Lethbridge, Alberta. Are they in Reno, California, or, or Reno, Nevada? Uh, Reno, California, most likely. I don't know the answer. It doesn't really matter. They're on a train no, trip. I'm thinking, of, uh, thinking of Lake Tahoe that shares two states. Uh, uh, in this fictitious movie, they will go from California to Demer Nebraska, okay? And are we in Reno, California, or Reno, Nevada? I mean... We're in Nevada. I guess. We're moving right along. In search of good times and good friends. Together we'll nab it. Something silly, rabbit. Right. Tricks are for kids, silly rabbit. Moving right along in search of. We'll hitchhike bus and yellow cab it. Why am I singing that stupid song? I'm ripping it now. Okay, now, as you know, the coffin got away from the widow and the chauffeur, okay? The bad, our bad guys. So. He's saying, like, if you get on this train, I'll, uh, you're a dead man to him, you know? And, okay, he goes, look, that's the FBI. I got you a private plane in Reno. You've got to, you know, meet me in Ogden, Utah. Gotcha. And she's, like, still, like, come on, darling, <laughs> you know? That shtick will go away, but that's currently their shtick. She wants to be romantic, and he's all business. Right. Get on that train. No. Okay, yeah, now Beverly D'Angelo and Michael O'Keefe meet, and they will be together for the rest of the film. 
She is saying faggot and retard over and over and over. Really? Yes. I was wondering why this movie was rated G. (laughs) Why don't you go ahead and put up the sound? Just so you can stop the sound as soon as we hear a faggot or a retard. Oh, sit, sit. Sit, sit, doggy. I think he made that part up just so you can say those words. Oh, really? You turn the sound off? Turn it up till she says faggot. Ooh. Why are you staring at us, then? Everyone's staring at us. All right, what's up? You want to stare? You want to stare at me? You want to stare at me? <laughs> Look at her go. I need something to stare. She's drunk. She's numb. She's just the kook. But the only refreshing thing about this movie is that she's a free spirit. You turn the sound off again. Well, did she, she hasn't said anything. All right, I'll put it back. Of course, so then you try to find one for me. What kind of a retard do you think I am? Well, she said it. She said retard. You can turn it off. Which is cigarette? All right, let's see if she says the F word. Oh, smoke. F bomb. Well, the next time she'll say it is when she learns about the coffin in the back. Let's calm down. I think she's gargling. Yeah. What she do, they're showing us, she's outrageous. She's a crazy woman. She's outrageous. She's and like gonna, Barbara Streisand in What's Up, Doc? Where she's like, hey, <laughs> Ryan O'Neill, what's up, Doc? Right. Now, we're go- you know, we'll learn that she's going through a divorce, and we'll learn that she's a Hollywood actress, and earlier this year, she was on an episode of Mod Squad. Wow. Oh, so it's a Hollywood now she's learning about the coffin in the back and she's like you idiot you did that on purpose to make me feel like a jerk oh he's he revealed that it's actually just uh way to get on the train no you know she's like my buddy he's like my buddy's in the back and she goes is he a faggot too and he goes no he's dead He's he's in a coffin. I'm transporting him home for. And she goes, "You did that to make me feel bad." Look, she's reading the cliff notes to the script, right? Because she's not going to read the whole thing. Hmm. Act three, scene one. Party. Oh, these guys can't take it. Yeah, that's right. She's so obnoxious. Oh, that's pretty convenient. I haven't. Have you ridden the train since the pandemic? Uh, no, I guess not. It's interesting. I went to the movies. Uh huh. That's yeah. brave. I saw No Time to Die. Uh, yeah, you have No Time to Die. Listen, it's a ninety percent survival rate it is uh, the flu okay people who get it say like i felt a little achy i mean you sure you could die but you're probably not gonna bite i chew it's a a three-hour movie and i had a pee so i'm in the i'm in peeing i got my mask on 
And I look, and the guy down the aisle is like, his mask is off. And then I go wash my hands, and there's a guy brushing his teeth. <laughs> and you were fucking in germ hell, right? Brushing his teeth at the uh, multiplex. Remember the guy walked past you and coughed or sneezed or something, and you were on. Yeah, that was a rough day. That was a bad day. That ruined my week. The next two weeks, I was worried about that. Yeah. It was three people, unmasked, walking side by side, taking up the entire dirt road, uh, dirt path. And then when I walked around them, the guy started to cough. That was a close one. You know, that was like during the beginning of the pandemic. I was wearing like cloth handkerchiefs, mm -hmm. you know, like bandanas and shit. Before you learned about the whatever, yes. you know, I forget the note. I would, if it was weeks ago, I would be able to tell you the the name of the mask. Okay, now she's like, you weren't lying. You were telling the truth. And she's going to sort of cry or whatever. And then right. it's going to turn into consoling. And then that's going to turn into romance. Are they going to do it on top of the coffin? That would be a great scene, but unfortunately, I didn't direct this. Now, the guy who directed this, like, he's no slouch. He really no, has no slouch. Yeah. I was just saying, Richard Lester, I mean, he directed Superman 1. His version of Superman 2 is theatrically released. Superman 3, which he did before this. The Beatles I movies. I don't right. think he did one. No, I think he just did two and oh, three. Right. No, he did two and three. Right. No, but, but what made him big was England. Even though he's an American, he got his chops in England. But and he, it was still, okay, like, okay, in 1950, he was like a stagehand. Then he got, became the floor manager and then the assistant director and then the director. And that became in less than a year. Nobody else around knew how to be a director. He, he just got sucked up into it. A variety show he did, like Peter Sellers saw it. And so he tried to make The Goon Show, the radio thing, a television show. And and it was Dick Lester. He had to do it. Right. So he so was he, big in English TV. He did lots of shows in English TV. Well, I, I've seen The Knack, which is kind of like the 60s youth movie. And, then, uh, and How to Get It, yeah. Yeah, How to Get It. And, uh, you know... A Hard Day's Night and uh, Help were two great movies. Yeah, you see, he... Do you he, remember The Three Musketeers followed by The Four Musketeers during the 70s? Okay, well, after this movie, he'd take a break and then go on to do The Three Musketeers, and then I think it was over for him. Well, no, no, he did, like, The Return of The Three Musketeers, but in his heyday, in, like, oh. 73... He did a Three Musketeers movie, which they just extended and made a second part. Uh, and it was called The Fourth Musketeers. Mm -hmm. I and think that, I remember that as a kid. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was one of those 70s uh, anomalies that you most likely remember when you're young. Yeah. Okay, he made this movie... It, like right after the English TV stuff called The Running, Jumping, and Standing Still. That's what it was called, film. The Running, Jumping, and Standing Still film. But it was like a favorite of John Lennon. John Lennon really liked it. And when the Beatles got like a list of people who could direct Hard Day's Night, he saw right. that name. 
and he says, Oh, what's me this guy now he does? Now, Becca, what are the Beatles? The Beatles are, it's like the most common form of insect. Oh. And they're not hive-driven. They're like rogues, you know? Um, hey, the FBI guy is in like, the storage area, but I don't see the coffin. That's right. He is on the case of the 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 thievery of the five million dollars. Okay, that's what he's there about. He doesn't really know about the coffin or the story. With that, he doesn't know that that's how they're sneaking the money. He doesn't know that this guy conned his way into using that to get on the train and you know get far away from roller girls. I know what a weird predicament. I got to flee Oakland by train. The roller derby's after me. So this Michael O'Keefe, I don't know. Somehow he became, he, hmm. I'm really not sure what it is, but he says there's a suspect on the train. Now, what could it be except for the chauffeur, right? Who could right. it be? So now he's going to interview him and we have attempted hilarity at like, you know, comedy of errors in their conversation. Do you know this woman? No. But you didn't even look at the picture. Well, I was only in the bathtub with her. Right. You don't think, then this is like, I mean, like, this is like the comedy scenes I like. There's a situation in, in a conflict and people go up against it. Now, he says, do you know this woman? And that's the woman who's pretending to be the widow. But she doesn't, he doesn't know her. Right. He slept with the, the police chief's wife. Yeah. Or, or they did something conjugal. I don't know that it was sex, but yes. Well, she, she blew him with the tub water running or whatever. Yeah. I, I think that was just a joke because it would probably be impossible. Yeah, that's in Gimme an F2, the uh, cheerleader movie. They're in a hot tub and these women pop their heads out of and, and that happened in Back to America. No, Back oh, oh, to... Coming, com, coming to America. Coming to America. Uh, what else? Uh, Easy Money? Was there a bit like that? So no, now Beverly D'Angelo is like, why did you lie to that FBI guy about your name? And she's like, you sure you want to get involved? And she goes, involved? Where have you been? You know, because they've been making out stuff. Is this a piano bar? So, yeah, it's a piano bar on the, on the, it's like a Wurlitzer on the tray. You know, they converted the food car into a bar for the movie. You see, this, brain buffs know this film. So a bunch of the sites that I found tells me all about what the train is. Well, you've been on the Amtrak train, Boston to New Jersey, you know, there's yeah. a, a observation, uh, there's a first class, and there's observation, there's general seating, there's like little hotel rooms for, you know. My father I, served under general seating in Vietnam. Huh. Two tours of duty. Wait, your father? <laughs> yes, he did. He served under general General section. What did you call the seating? General what? Electric. <laughs> yes, he served under General Electric. And no. Okay, so 
I just want to let you know, because you brought it up, this is, uh, there's a manufacturer called Bud. They make trains. So it's a Bud-built pocket steam liner of ex-Canadian Pacific cars, pulled oh. by a couple of former Canadian national GMD FP9A diesels. Well, I'll be. So this is all Canadian. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, this whole thing is in Canada. Um, it, the, car, the train has seven cars. Two of them are domes. That's the sort of observational thing like you were talking about. Right. Um, anyway, there's a lot of train sites that give a shit about this movie. Just like a lot of uh, bowling sites cared about that other one we saw. Oh, if I was into Canadian trains, this movie would be like such a pleasurable experience. Michael O'Keefe was the star of that film, too. No, no. Who was it? Which one, Snowpiercer? No, it was Rocky for bowling, and we saw it. Dreamer? Oh, that was Tim Matheson. Right, 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 right. They're both as bland. Now, look, the the bad guy told him, you don't touch the cargo. or So he was in the car, and he goes, wait a minute. He called it cargo, not a body. He called it cargo. Right. So he's like, what? He goes and checks it out, and he finds the money. She found a photo of the heiress. Right. So what she thinks is Michael O'Keefe is really a bad guy who killed the heiress, put her in the coffin, and Beverly D'Angelo thinks she's next. So you can see it's a miss, you know, three's company mistake. Well, that, that's that's your comedy scene. There's a comedy yeah. of errors. Right, right. I mean, do you prefer it if it might, and Michael O'Keefe showed up and started knocking things over? Whoops, sorry. Uh, no, I have no preference. It is a comedy of errors. <laughs> oh, it's just the guy at the bar. Oh, a misunderstanding. What a comedy of an error of a comedy. <laughs> wow, look at all that beer. Right, now, you see, it didn't get knocked over until Beverly D'Angelo goes under. Damn it. Quick, hide. Go outside. You, get out wow. of here. You again? Stop well, coming on great. to me. I've seen Beverly D'Angelo in all the vacation movies, but I don't think she's ever riding a train. Or need a guy in the groin? Oh, just yeah. But that was off camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that. Shaving in the public bathroom. Nice cold water from the tap. <laughs> That's his life on the road. You got to get a good lather in there. A little comedy uh, face he has, that clown face. You know, we do know her from National Lampoon's vacation movies, but she was in so much more. Oh, yeah, she's great. She's phenomenal. She's, she's probably the best things in those movies, too. Oh, I don't know. I think Vacation was just a killer film, and Chevy Chase nailed it. Yeah. And she was just playing the role of supportive, uh, I don't know, she was, okay, well, let me see here. She was in Shampoo. Um, she was in American History X. She was the 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 mom. Interesting. She was in Every Which that. Way But Loose. Uh, Carl, how many times have you seen American History X? 500 times? No, one time. Uh, that's the one with... Um, 
Edward uh, yeah, and he hurt that poor man's jaw. On the he went to jail for it. That was yeah. just no. I remember. I, I remember the scene in which the the blind date or the date was Jewish, and he really got up in his grill, made him uncomfortable. Um, I remember the click he was in. Then he was separated from it, and he had to come back to it. Um, why did you say I would see it five hundred times? Oh, because you're a white supremacist. You know I'm a liberal, Mike, right? You know uh, I've never voted for a Republican in my life. You know my stepbrother's trans. You know my brother's gay. You know my brother, other brother's African-American. Uh, you know I grew up in East Orange. I do not think that I'm a white supremacist. No, but I didn't know half that information. We'll have to talk afterwards. Congratulations. You so know all of that information. Yeah, congratulations. My first love was a Jewish woman. <laughs> uh -huh. who's who's that mrs deathfire no it was wendy osofsky in high school but the thing is like you some guy goes some of my best friends are black uh, that's not what i'm saying i was raised in an all black community i mike i don't ever question look i don't believe in this cancel culture i think it's bullshit that doesn't make me carl i was making a joke i was okay. listening to the movie it, i didn't it didn't go further than that <laughs> well, look, she was in Annie Hall. That kicks ass. Yeah, I don't remember that. I like that movie. Uh, she was actress in Rob's TV show. So Rob, who had a TV show, I guess she was, maybe her part wasn't big. Was it Rob Snyder? Right. Uh, she was in Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay. That's kind of a Rob Schneider type film. She was in The House Bunny. She's been in some dumb things. Oh, yeah. I remember her in House Bunny. That's a great movie. She and got Paris. Golden Globe for Passing she's a, Line in Coal Miner's Daughter. I was going to say, she's an accomplished singer. Yeah. Yeah. She was in Hair. Oh, yeah. She was the girlfriend in Hair, right? Really? I think so. What was her sign, Aquarius? Uh, no, she's going to shock. It was the that's they're pretending. So she went to them and said, "Michael O'Keefe, he's a murderer. He stole the money and put it in a coffin." And then she, you know, Go there and they he tells the truth. She sees the widow outside of the train. So obviously, she didn't kill and put her in a coffin if she's alive. You see? Right. So therefore, how are we going to undo what I told the FBI? Well, pretend you're a crazy person who has fits. And that's what they're doing. And it'll work. So he's pretending he's in the military. And she's pretending that she has a mental problem. Right. They deserve each other, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoy your little private world. Well, this is just delightful. So we're going to get off the trains, and they're on the second tier right now. That's some some heavy duty shit. This is one of the dome cars that they refer to on the train sites. This is more of a commuter train. You know what I mean? Like you would people like go to LIR and push themselves in. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. But what do you know about the LIR? Oh, the LIR. Well, there's WLIR, which dares to be different. People call it frisky. Call it frisky. Look, call it 
you know, Frisco, and then every now and again refer to it affectionately as, ah, just that's something that's just frisky for you. So this is not Nevada or Nebraska. This is still Canada. Right. Right now we are going to go over. Okay, we're going to go over Old Man River and the Old Man River Bridge in Leithbridge, Alberta. 